is up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros this week on the podcast uh we are going to be updating you guys on what we've been watching the past little while. Um, and then we'll be getting into our breakdown of DreamWorks latest film uh, that just recently came out on streaming Orion and the dark. So yeah, with that, let's say we get on into this. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, this week in Weekly Watch, uh, we have a few... Like, we watched a few things between between the two of us this week so let's uh get on into that uh so first up rose um so for me just in preparation of uh the new ghostbusters movie coming out next month i've started watching as much ghostbuster stuff as i can shocker um but so started with afterlife uh the other day um still holds up truly truly still holds up it's a great third entry um and the way that they tie it into the first two um is amazing not really the second one you can definitely tell that the second one is still a thing it still existed um but you know you never see the two patch nothing nothing like that um but but still you you definitely can tell that the they're not excluding the second one which i appreciate because everyone else does um which always made me mad but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, just um, even, like I've seen this movie a couple times now and seeing this for the another, uh, what's the word? What? Cause I haven't seen this movie in probably over a year. And so watching it this close to the new one coming out, um, honestly, I got a whole new love for it. Um, I love these characters that they introduced so much um, throughout the whole movie. Um, I was telling myself, I'm, it's an amazing world we live in that Paul Rudd is now a ghostbuster. Um, and especially in, in the new trailer, just seeing him freaking suited up just makes me so happy. And he's amazing in this movie. McKenna Grace, um, Finn Wolfhard, all amazing. Um, I will, I will fully admit, I actually like Finn Wolfhard in, uh, these movies more than I do in stranger things. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just like his character a lot more. I mean, he, he's bratty in stranger things and he's also in this and he's also a bratty teen in this one too, but I don't know. Just, I like his character better in uh, the ghostbusters films. Um, yeah, no, great. Had a great time rewatching it. Um, I always do. Um, just, yeah, it's amazing. Homages to the original are perfect and just fan service galore. It's, it, it's great. So, um, when we initially reviewed it, we gave it a $5 Tuesday, I believe. And so, uh, standing by that. So $5 Tuesday for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. I remember really liking this one. Like I, I do remember there being some like slow parts and that's typically before it started ghost busting, but fair <laughs> enough. Uh, after that, it, it was freaking action packed the whole way through and I freaking loved it. And so, yeah. All right. Uh, I ended up watching a couple things this week. One of them I watched a couple days ago as of when we're recording this. I oh, wrong one. I was watching <laughs> the circle. Uh, so this, that's the one I watched uh, a couple days ago. Um, I was expecting a lot more, especially with the freaking cast, dude. Like the cast Seriously. is freaking killer. I mean, yeah, they have freaking. Just... Yeah, they have freaking Emma Watson in this. They have Tom Hanks. They had Patton Oswalt. Karen Gillan was in it. Like they had a like a freaking stacked cast and they wasted every single one of them. Yeah, that freaking sucks. Sounds like yeah. movie 43 all over again. <sighs> Dude, it was lame. So, do you know the premise of this movie? No, uh, I mean, no, because I watched the trailer when it first came out and haven't watched anything from it since. Okay. So, The Circle is a tech conglomerate. It's basically like Google, right? Okay. But they keep developing these new technologies that are supposed to... Um, aid everyday citizens in different varieties of, of ways. Um, so the, the big thing is that they develop these like super tiny cameras that give you like HD quality picture and you, they have like different colors and stuff. So you can just slap them anywhere and they're super cheap too. So you can just go and slap these cameras everywhere. And Tom Hanks is like, isn't it great? We have like seven in this room right now. You couldn't even tell. And yeah, so the. Yeah, so Emma Watson's character, she likes to kayak. So she goes out late one night after stealing. Uh, like it's somewhere that she goes locally. The people or the owners of the like the kayaking place weren't there so she just takes the kayak and bounces goes out in the middle of the night ends up getting caught up in a storm and almost drowns but there's one of those tiny little cameras on the buoy that she like that she's uh swimming past and the coast guard comes saves her and all that good stuff and then tom hanks uses that to convince her to basically uh what they call go transparent, which means that anything that they text, anything that they watch, like basically anything that they do, like she has like a camera on her and that's like going transparent. 
And so she's like wearing a camera. It ends up ruining her life because duh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's freaking so dumb because like all of like she's. It was cringy to watch because she's acting like a freaking YouTuber that like one of the like a freaking vlogger. But it's like all day, every day. And she only gets like a few minute break for like to go to the bathroom or whatever. And it's ridiculous. Like it is freaking nuts. Yeah, sounds really dumb. Um, yeah, and then uh, so in the at the end, uh, because they have these cameras everywhere, and they have a bunch of people that they um, uh, like using this service, then they're getting into the more of their personal lives and being like, "Oh well, if you sign up for the circle, you'll be automatically registered to vote and d- like take care of." these different like government tasks like why wait at the dmv you can just do it from the circle app and all this other bullshit and then they're just like also like we can help like we can track down criminals like super duper fast so let's let's test it out and so they track down the like someone on like the fbi's most wanted list and they do that in like a matter in a matter of minutes and like the people that are like chasing her like it's just some rando that's like oh my gosh i i found her and then they go and like chase her down she gets arrested and they're like yeah we can do this with anyone and then they're like okay let's do it with one of your like one of her friends like one of her old friends that wanted to stay like out of the the tech space and everything because he was like super paranoid about them spying on him which rightfully so um, so he ends up getting freaking chased down by these crazy people and they end up like chasing him off of a bridge and he like goes and like crashes to his death and it's all like live streamed ev- everywhere. And then it's freaking it's Jeez. it's the wildest shit, dude. And it was done so poorly. Dude, I remember when this movie first came out, I was considering doing a blind buy for it. I'm very much glad i did not it was it was dumb it it made me so mad where is the streaming right now i'm curious uh this is on netflix right now okay wow okay yeah well don't need to watch it now yeah i'm giving this nothing better to do because this was absolutely i had nothing better to do Would you? So, what stopped you from giving it a uh, "Don't bother"? Was it the cast? The, the I think it was the, like, just the concept. The concept mm-hmm. was okay. Okay, but it's just like the way that they executed it, like really just aggravated the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, understandable. Yeah, it, it's just it turned into like a big thing. So before she jo- like joined this this company right like Mm -hmm. um she wasn't like she was kind of like how i am like not really quite posting a lot she'll post every once in a while but doesn't really post doesn't really really keep her profile up to date or anything and so when she gets to this company um people start giving her a hard time about it 
and being like, well, you really should be posting this or th this or that or blah, blah, blah. Like, what did you even do this weekend? And she's like, well, I went kayaking. And the guy was like, ah, like, I kayak. We could have gone kayaking together. Like, if you would have just let me like, it, it doesn't even like pop up as one of your interests on your profile. And I'm like, dude, I will punch you in the throat. <laughs> holy shit and it's just like well we're we're promoting openness and everything and i'm like dude i will freaking rip your head off <laughs> just stop oh man and, but yeah it, it was like it was bullshit like that and that i was just like no like i can't freaking do this oh shit and it was so dumb. Like they, so John Boy Boyega's in this. Um, he's oh. like the inventor or the creator of the circle or whatever. And so he's just kind of like someone that just kind of like roams around without like, he doesn't even do anything. Like he just kind of like standing by a pool and then Emma Watson like goes and talks to him for a minute. And then he just kind of like mysteriously disappears and then he shows up again one day and he's like, follow me. And they takes her down into this like storage area. And then he's like, what do you think about this? And she's like, I think it's sketchy. And she's like, uh-huh. And then disappears again. And then it's like near the end or when she starts getting caught up in all this, he like goes to her and he's just like, I thought you were better than this. Poof, disappears again. And then it's like at the end of the movie, like, after she's given up being transparent, uh, she's like, uh, like, I want to turn on these creators. And he's like, yes, let's make it happen. And then again, and then you don't see oh, him. At, like, it is so ridiculous. It's not even funny. Wow. It, it, yeah, it's so dumb. It is such a dumb movie. And like I said, just all it did was make me mad. Understandable. Yeah. Um, the next movie that I watched, uh, which I just watched today, like I, I watched the uh, the one we're doing today, the Orion and the Dark. I watched that today, and then right after that, I watched uh, the next movie that I'm going to talk about, Burnt. And this one wasn't half bad. Okay. Um, it kind of had. You remember uh, that John Favreau movie, uh, Chef? Uh, yes, I remember it. I never saw it, but I do know which movie you're talking about. Yeah, so it's kind of on the same lines as that. Okay. Um, a little bit more on the extreme side. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of like if Chef were made about like Gordon Ramsay. Oh, okay. So it's it's right, very like, like particular um his eye tip for detail and everything. Uh it's like in pursuit of his mission to become a three star Michelin star chef. Okay. And yeah. So it, it, it was good. It was it was it was pretty good. Um mm -hmm. I've I've been seeing it going around on, on TikTok a lot. And was just like, I've been just seeing these clips and I'm just like, well, shit, like, I guess I'm watching this <laughs> when I, when I saw it. Cause it's like, it's on its way. Like, uh, it's leaving Netflix soon. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I, I like, I mean, you still got 
This is it like the end like of it, February? Yeah, it'll be like the end. Like I think okay. this one get like goes out on the twenty third or something okay. like that. I'll try to catch it. Um, yeah, but not a bad movie. Like definitely not a bad movie, okay. and it 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 nails the intensity that I feel kitchens have. At okay. least kitchens like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely so check this one out. Not the previous one, but I'll check this one out. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I said I'm or I'm giving this one a stream it and I'm giving the circle nothing better to do. But I believe that is all we had in weekly watch this week. Uh so with that, let's say we move on to this week's headliner. Let's do it. All right. All right. Getting into this week's headliner. Uh, We did not ask a question of the week this week because we... We so we were planning on doing that Kevin Hart movie Lift until this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, or, I was straight up this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't want to like, like, no, this was Kayla's word. I don't know if you've seen the movie yet, but if you weren't feeling it, how do you feel about that new DreamWorks movie? And yeah, we were both just like, yeah, we have a lot more interest in that. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it's, I watched the trailers for Lyft and it didn't sell me on it. I didn't I see anything, like, but I mean, I only recommended it just because Kevin Hart. Um, but I mean, I mean, with DreamWorks, like even if it's bad DreamWorks, it's still DreamWorks. Although I don't know how I'm feeling about DreamWorks with the whole like Megamind sequel shit that they're doing right oh now. Oh my gosh, dude. Like that looks wretched. So someone pointed this out. I think I sent you the video. I don't know if I did. Um, but someone pointed out that when it comes to like the TV animation for their, uh, for their, um, properties, it's the reason why it looks so different is, um, it's, uh, animated in a completely different, um, animation studio than their regular one. It's animated overseas that way, because they know it's a TV, they know it's a TV series. Um, you know, it's not going to get, make as much money. As you know, a theatrical uh, film, since it's just being put on streaming, they want to make it for cheaper. And then that way, since they're making it overseas, they can pay employees less over there. And so that's why. Shocker. I know, right? (laughs) And so that's why the animation is such a downgrade from the first one. Um, But just, yeah, the fact that it's that. um, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, neither of them are coming back. Jonah Hill doesn't look like his character is even going to be in it. Um, and we haven't even heard uh, Minion talk, but I doubt David Cross came back to voice him. Um, so, yeah, just I have no interest whatsoever checking out the series or the or I'm sorry, the movie first and then the series. Just, uh, yeah, the dude, I can't believe they freaking touched Megamind after all this time. Uh, well, I just I I hate that they're just like oh you know Megamind's getting such a huge it's you know like actually getting the love it deserves which it's about damn time it's a great it's a great DreamWorks movie, um, yeah. 
But the fact they're just like, you know what? Instead of doing a theatrical sequel like it deserves, let's do a TV movie, not bring back any of the original cast, and then only make the movie just so we can make the series right after. Dude, it's freaking ridiculous, the shit that they pull. I mean, at least with DreamWorks from this year, we get Kung Fu Panda 4, um, so I can't hate on them that much. Yeah, um, well, it, that's a movie, too. Oh, I know. Like, just, the mo- like We know the movie's going to be somewhat decent. I hope so. Um, but just, yeah, the, the fact that like Kung Fu Panda is up to number four, all of them got theatrical releases, and Megamind only gets a TV movie and a TV series when it comes to sequels. That's some bullshit. That is some major bullshit. But, but man, yeah, that that sucks. But I, I understand it to a point. But I would prefer more movies like Orion in the Dark. I agree, because um, like I, I get why you know DreamWorks wants to you know do a bunch of sequels for their popular properties, but when DreamWorks does original stuff, they actually do pretty damn well. They they do produce some good shit. Yeah, I mean I don't necessarily need like full on original. Like I, it's tough. Like I I would prefer something new. Like uh like with a slightly higher quality animation than the shows because the shows are hard to watch dude oh yeah dude freaking like um i never watched it but the uh the netflix boss baby show that they did oh my gosh that animation compared to the two films like geez louise night and day dude iris really liked watching that at one point and as I got to the point where I was like, I can't sit and watch this with you. <laughs> this looks horrid. That That's fair. I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, I never watched the show, but like, is that kind of how it went from going from the uh, animation uh, for Paw Patrol in the series to the, how the animation is in the movies? My hopes weren't high for the movies, yeah. but when I saw the animation, I was like, wow, that looked great. And then it jumped to the show, and I was like, "Huh, okay." So, because <laughs> so yeah, because it was like the, the show's thing. first. It was the show's first, then the movie, which yeah. is what DreamWorks is doing, where it's movie then show. Yeah. So yeah, when so the jump between the Paw Patrol, it was it was, I couldn't even say night and day. It was even more different than that. <laughs> it was insane, like the quality, and I was Look, like. That's like fantastic, because I, I mean I don't know what um how everyone thought about Paw Patrol too, but like the animation alone, like that was some of the best I saw from last year. Mm-hmm. Like that that movie was beautiful. Yeah, it was freaking great. And but yeah, the the show like jumping back into the show, it is hard to watch. That sucks. <laughs> uh, it always sucks when that happens. Yeah, but But, I mean, like, you know, I I don't like looking at I'm not giving DreamWorks a pass because um, you should always pay your workers what they deserve. Um, And I I don't know, like, I, I get why they want to make it cheaper 
for TV, but like, come on, like, is it, is it that hard to pay your workers? Is it that hard to pay animators what they truly deserve? Yeah, apparently it is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, getting into this week's breakdown. Um, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros letter grade. And the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, uh, effects. But with this being an animated film, this is going to be talking about the animation, uh, the music. Typically, we talk about costumes, but again, this being animated, we're going to talk about the character design, and then we will be giving it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us an all bros letter letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, um, as well as a ranking that is more fun than anything, despite what naysayers may say. <laughs> DJ. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So if you have not seen Orion and the Dark, it is currently on Netflix and it's worth a watch. So go check it, it out. Is. And it's only an hour and a half. It's yeah. A very quick one. Even like before the credits start rolling, it barely hits an hour 20. Mm hmm. So. It's a, it's a very short watch. Yeah. So uh, with that, we will be posting our spoiler warning now as we get ready for our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. All right. Orion is an elementary school boy with a seemingly never-ending list of anxieties and irrational fears, such as bullies, the ocean, cell phone radiation, murderous gutter clowns, falling off tall buildings, and the fear of being rejected by his school crush. Sally, at an upcoming planetarium field trip... Um, wait, yeah, sorry, that, that failed as a sentence-wise. Um... But of all his fears, the thing he's the most afraid of is what he confronts on a nightly basis, the dark. One night, Orion becomes startled by a sudden blackout, and when he frantically curses the dark, the embodiment of his worst fear appears before him. Having grown irritated of hearing Orion complain about him and offers to help the reluctant boy conquer his fears by showing him the benefits of darkness. During their travels, Dark introduces Orion to his other associates. Sleep, insomnia, quiet, unexplained noises, and sweet dreams. Yeah, the unexplained noises, God. Like, the fact that they threw that character in, that just, like, freaking made this movie. Because it's so <laughs> true. Uh, the others scold Dark for bringing Orion, knowing too well of his neuro neuroticism um dark is able to convince them to let him tag along to witness their work to which they reluctantly agree as they travel dark shows orion what each of the night entities do quiet removes surrounding sounds bringing nothing but silence sleep induces people to sleep insomnia induces anxiety in those who are sleeping waking them up in the night um, unexplained noises makes various noises outside homes and sweet dreams creates dreams 
However, things start to go wrong when Orion, due to his own anxiety, interferes with the other entity's jobs. Eventually, Orion warms up to Dark and they start to become friends, and the young boy helps the night entities in their tasks. During a break in China, Orion learns that Dark has a nemesis named Light, who brings daylight in the mornings while Dark brings nighttime in the evenings. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if you're a kid, shouldn't that be obvious that, oh, if, if, there's, if there's the dark, there has to be the light? Yeah, that was kind of a no shit <laughs> for me, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, continuing their journey, Orion inadvertently remarks that light seems much more prefer preferable to dark. Yeah, no shit. As light makes him feel safe and warm. Feeling dejected, the night entities abandon their nighttime duties in favor of working during the day. Angry and, angry and saddened that the others have abandoned him, Dark stops mid-flight, and he and Orion perch on a mountaintop. A guilty Orion pleads with Dark to move before light passes through him and disintegrates him. Dark doesn't move, and as light passes through him, he vanishes, abandoning Orion. Now alone, Orion sits on the mountaintop, uh, which he realizes is actually the back of a flying turtle consumed with guilt over what he has done. With the story ended, it was revealed that an adult Orion is telling the story to his daughter, Hypatia, to Wow, sorry. With the story ended, it was revealed that an adult Orion is telling the story to his daughter, Hypatia, to help with her own fears. As they walk through the nighttime city to the planetarium, Hypatia is shocked by his ending and suggests a different narrative. As she takes over the story, Orion, now laying on the beach, is met by Hypatia, who promises to help him put things right. Reciting a poem she has written based on the story so far, the night entities are drawn to the beach, having witnessed the, the chaos that endless daylight brings without nighttime to keep the balance. Hypatia points out that Dark isn't necessarily gone, as he is a literal embodiment of Orion's worst fear. All he needs to do is sleep and dream about Dark... Wow, that was the end of a sentence. Well, um, so so all he needs to do is sleep and dream about dark. With sweet dreams, um, with sweet dreams, help the two children enter Orion's subconscious and successfully summon dark. However, the reunion is cut short when the closet door opens, revealing a black hole that sucks dark in. Uh, Orion finally learning to let go of his fears, uh, jumps in to save his friend. The night entities realize that the only way to save them all is to wake Orion up, but all their all their attempts fail until quiet sucks all sound from the area and softly tells Orion it is time to wake up. Dark manifests, restoring the natural order of the the world and returning the children to wow, sorry, returning the children to uh orion's house before bidding them farewell this leaves them with a problem as hypatia is now 20 years old in her own past with no way to return home the story is resolved as a boy named tycho tycho or tico i think it's tico tico uh, arrives in a time machine to return hypatia to her proper place the story ends again and is revealed that and is revealed as an adult hypatia telling the story to her son tycho insisting this Finishing the story. Oh my god. <sighs> the story ends again and is revealed as an adult Hypatia telling the story to her son Tycho. Finishing the story, Hypatia goes outside to say goodnight to her father and mother, um, the now much older Orion and Sally, as the scene cuts back to the start of the film with a young Orion and Sally gazing at 
at the stars on the planetarium field trip. All right. All right, starting off with story. Dude, I I got to say I did not care for the structure. That's fair. Um I don't know about you. Um and I mean maybe it's just because of the dark and it reminded me a lot of um oh my god, I forget his name. Um but th- this just reminded me a lot of Rise of the Guardians. A um, little bit. Yeah. Right? Um God, what was uh, the villain's name in that movie? Uh, it wasn't just was Nightmare, it, was it? It, it or... wasn't Fear either, right? Oh, gosh. Let's let's see. Yeah, that's going to bug me. Which is funny, because that's also a DreamWorks movie. Yeah. Pitch Black. Pitch, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they would just call him Pitch. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that now. Um, yeah, no, um, so yeah, I, I got some vibes from that movie with this. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. The structure was kind of, kind of all over the place here. Um, dude, was the freaking transition between Orion's story and then how it like instantly freaking snapped into adult Orion sh- telling the story that felt freaking like super sudden to me. Yeah, it did. Um, and reading that the synopsis, I kind of, kind of got a little bit confused. Um, because yeah, freaking, yeah, they really jumped around a lot, um, with the story. Um, and like there, 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 there are some entities, um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, insomnia, sleep, was it sleeping? Um, uh, was it nighttime noises? sorry i'm horrible with names um like those kind of characters i get why they they that you wanted them in there um i don't know i i wish that i i they do a decent job explaining why they're there you know it makes sense but i wish that they could have done just a little better job because um i don't know personally i would have been fine if it was just uh, the dark and the light um, I don't know if you necessarily needed all the 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 side characters explaining why people are so afraid of the dark or like what causes them to um, not not I guess like not sleep. Um, just I, I don't know. Like they they did a decent job, but if I'm like trying to, and I'm not trying to dump down the story here, um, but if um, I think that. Uh, you you could have done without them in my opinion hell you could have actually even made a uh interesting more story about the rivalry between the dark and the light i feel you absolutely could have um like especially with like the same personalities too yeah like i think you could have done a lot with that but they they dropped the ball yeah they really did um it's kind of interesting how much uh, critics have loved this movie because it's in the eighties, I believe. Um, but they, they need to freaking stop kissing up to the studios. <laughs> but the audience score is in the sixties, I believe. I would buy that. That's I will say that does seem a little bit low, but I understand. I agree. That. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, here I just want yeah, so critic score excuse me. Is an eight damn an eighty-nine. Holy shit. And audience scores at a sixty-five. I I'm leaning more towards audience on this one. Yeah, this is the kind of movie that I'm just like, I'm right in between. Um, just like... Dude, what is the metric for these freaking critics? Dude, I, that's what sucks about Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's it's all over the place. Like, even if you give it like a, like, um, like say your cutoff for like a good review is like two and a half out of five stars, that's considered a good review. Um, or no, okay, no, let's say, let's say three, if you give it a three or higher. Even though you point out like, hey, you know, like it's it's not great, but I still thought it was decent. The story was OK. Um, the, the the pacing was um, was it, it was all right. Um, but there, there were things that I enjoyed about it. So I would give it a three out of five, which, you know, in my eyes would like go for like a C, uh, C plus. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes, been like, oh. You know, that's all we all we can give it is just, you know, like a positive tomato. So add that to the list of positive, positive uh, reviews. So I feel that with I mean, I don't I can't speak personally for other reviewers, but with this one, I feel a lot of them were just like, hey, you know what? It's not it's not DreamWorks best, but it's not DreamWorks worse. Um, it, it, it's decent. It, it's all right. It's not bad, but it's not great. Um and but you know rotten tomatoes being like, oh you still gave it a fresh score so we have to put it in as fresh and that's why it's so damn high dude that i so i was listening to another podcast and they just became rotten tomatoes critics oh hell yeah and i was super excited for them and it was something that i was trying to get like sign us up to do too yeah as soon as I heard, like, once they like their application got accepted and everything, and they're like, yeah, so apparently, like, they don't do it based off of like a star rating. Like, you either give it a positive or a negative review. Like, you either say you recommend it or you don't recommend it, and that's how it like calculates the percentage. And like that is horseshit. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, no, I I stopped the application process. And you know, like, good call because. Yeah. Cause yeah, what about movies that you're in the middle with? Like you didn't love it, but you didn't hate it. Yeah, that's this, yeah, that's bullshit. This is why the Albro's method is the method because it that. it takes into consideration like what's great about a movie, what's not great about a movie, and gives you like the like uh what I f- feel is like an a fairly accurate score. Oh, I agree. Unless you're DJ. Unless you're DJ. <laughs> Sorry. Love you, DJ. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the story structure was just not good. It felt like they were shifting because it, it seemed like we were getting like just a basic narration. Because, I mean, at the beginning, it started off with, hey, I'm Orion, and I have all these fears and anxieties, and blah, 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 blah. And then it shifts into, like, like that's a weird thing to add into the story, and, like, the shit. Like, I will admit, like, the first probably like, 10 minutes, I I absolutely loved. It's when he, the Dark decides to take him on this adventure. Lost me a little bit. 
but like everything with you know like him being afraid of his crush everything with his parents um i thought that was really good stuff um you know i'm almost 30 but um the way that they set up Orion, he I feel he's a very relatable kid. Um, but when you bring in all of this other stuff, all these entities of uh, night and day, just, I, I don't know, somewhat lost me a little bit. Yeah, they they lost me a lot of bit. <laughs> it, it was fair enough. It was all right, but. Yeah. It left a lot to be desired. Like you uh, said, you can understand why it went to streaming and it did not go to theaters. Yeah, the story was just not on on par with DreamWorks' other property. Like it's, it's hard to, because like DreamWorks especially recently have come out with like some of the greatest animated films I've seen in forever. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, so it's hard seeing movies like this that are just kind of like, they're just all right. They're like mediocre DreamWorks movies. And then just looking at Puss in Boots 2, which is like an absolute masterpiece. Like many, I feel some would consider DreamWorks magnum opus at this point. Or maybe I would that's say still that. Shrek. Um, but just, yeah, it, it sucks. Cause it, it was, I feel it was the same way with Pixar up until cars Two. Cause we were all just like, Oh, they, they, they can't do anything wrong. Pixar is perfect. And then cars. <laughs> two. Came. Well, I don't know up until that point, like everyone, there was not one Pixar movie, at least from what I've saw that like people like absolutely hated. P- like Pixar. before cars Two. Yeah. Before, yeah. Before cars Two. Yeah. Like, pre cars the- Two, Pixar was the King. Yeah. They could do no wrong. Um, but yeah, then Cars 2 came out. Then uh, just, you know, a lot, lot of other movies after that. <laughs> Some better than others. There there were time. There are, there are movies in this, in the catalog after um, Toy Story 3 that uh, are actually up to Pixar standards, but there are a lot that are not. Yeah. Freaking sucks, but yeah. yeah, this story, dude, it was, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I know that it, it's a different story, but uh, in the, the for how much it reminded me of it, I feel they did it. This kind of, this kind of, um, uh, was it not not this kind of story, but just the the way that I felt with the story, I feel they did it better in Rise of the Guardians. Absolutely. Um. Honestly, I think I'm sitting at like a solid 70 with the story. I'm not very high. (laughs) Dude, why is my grading system being stupid? Okay, sorry. My grading system is being dumb for some reason. There we go. Um, Yeah, dude, I think I'm going to agree with you. Like, I can't drop it to the 60s um, just because it is it is not that bad. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it had redeeming qualities, and it was like a good quality film. It was just as average as average can get. Yes, I agree. Um, so, yeah, 70 is the highest I would be willing to give it. Uh, writing, on the other hand, I can absolutely drop it down into the 60s. Yeah, yeah, writing <laughs> wasn't that great either. Um, it was so plain. Yeah. 
and um, it was it was i don't know about you it felt odd like what was what pissed me off too is that what's her face hypatia she was pointing out issues with with her dad's story and i'm like yeah. fix it sir yeah. and he wasn't like none of those uh, issues got got resolved or fixed like she pointed out like the the big thing is when she realized that he was still afraid of the dark in real life and she's like oh well orion in the story should still be afraid of the dark and then they incorporate that and then at the end he seems like he's not afraid of the dark anymore yeah and so it's just like you just counter like you 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 mess with your your own like lines that you're making there like he was you said oh we should make him so he's still scared at the end and guess what you didn't do yeah um and i don't know maybe it's just me uh with being an adult but uh they put way too much detail on um the dark on dark as as a whole um I don't know what what happened to just being the dark. Like, do you really need to explain why the dark is the way that it is? Like, I get, like, I don't know. Like, like I get that they needed to to turn this into a full length movie. Um, but I, dude, I don't if know. you were to tell me that this is like a prequel to Rise of the Guardians, I would absolutely believe you. That's fair. As like that... this is this is what happened before pitch became pitch black <laughs> yeah that's yeah dude that's fair um yeah just uh like yeah the, the, the writing for the dark was just way too detailed that didn't need to be this detailed um and for how much like i get that you know the whole story is be supposed to be focused on the, the dark but in with that like the light barely didn't get anything to do um so i don't know i feel like the plot should have been split evenly between them because you can't have dark without the light and you can't have light without the dark but whatever um like i pointed out with the plot just the 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 other characters that they add to this with um insomnia uh the like um weird noises just unfortunately uh didn't work as much as i'm sure that they'd hoped to um in my opinion dude i was very disappointed with what we got here i the way that i would have personally restructured this movie would have been where dark comes and interacts with orion for a certain amount of days where he's where he's constantly home and then each night is hit is orion overcoming a fear and so okay, it's like hey like you like you got a fear of clogging the the toilet and then it's just like I don't know like you go he goes and deals with that like he's like goes like i don't know something dumb that is like just, that i like that that's, that's just such a bad example fear i know like that it's probably one of those that's, that's a funny as hell fear fear of clogging the toilet i don't know maybe like it, the maybe you should have chosen different fears um like ones that are a little bit more generic 
like the the clowns like i think it would have been interesting for him to be like afraid of clowns and then like there's a clown at at school that like scares the hell out of him and then that night dart takes him to like the clown's house and he realized that the clown is just a, a normal person and and all that and just kind of like humanizes i don't know just something something no, along I, those lines where it's it's you're dealing with that fear yeah, and then no, eventually you get to I the like point that. of dealing with his fear of the dark yeah i like that like that's how i would have how i would have like restructured it. instead of this flag i'm gonna fe- like f- cure your fear of the dark in one night i'm like no nah. no yeah, like you could still have the the nighttime entities and everything and have him show like, oh, this is what the dark or what dark brings to the world. It brings these other entities that supply a service to the, the world and whatnot and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, that could have been done a lot better and very disappointed that they didn't. Yeah. Um, but I do got to say there is one thing from this movie that I took away and I actually kind of liked and thought was funny. Uh, it was sleep. And I thought that shit was so funny, dude. Sleep was great. Yeah. The way that she just like freaking smothers that dude with a magic pillow and then like gives a little kiss on the head and then falls <laughs> off i'm like dude what uh, and then the freaking chloroform just like, <laughs> i'm like dude this is freaking hilarious and then like when the hammer came i was like oh shit <laughs> oh like, shit yeah no for, that, that was some good oh, stuff yeah that, that was, was probably the best writing of the movie yeah i can agree with that everything else was just kind of dog shit <laughs> that's that's being harsh that's I, but i Sorry. mean even like the the lead up the whole lead up to this was so hypatia would share her poem and even her poem was just, it was very long-winded this whole movie dude for a ki- for a kids movie it needs to be easy to swallow and this was not yeah and like it was so everything was so long-winded and just using super big words and and stuff that that kids don't get yeah like this is more of a movie that's it was it's advertised as one for young kids it is written for young teens yeah, that's true. Yeah, like literally you have to be in middle school to like really get the um the idea for most of the ideas that are portrayed here. Yeah, it no bueno. <sighs> are you sitting with writing? Uh I'm going to agree with you, definitely in the uh 60s. Um but like maybe ba- just barely below, so I'll go like a 68. I'm actually just a hair below you sitting at a 67. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we got acting. Uh, so going through this cast list, we have Jacob Tremblay, who voiced Orion. We have Paul Walter Hauser, who voiced Dark. 
Uh, Colin Hanks voiced adult Orion. Uh, is that Natasia? I think so. Yeah, Natasia De- Demetrio, who voiced Sleep. Angela Bassett, who voiced Sweet Dreams. Mia Akemi Brown, who voiced Hypatia. Oh, and that's it. Yeah. So, what's your uh, what's your top three look like? Um, all right. First, I just want to point something out. Nothing against Jacob Tremblay, like great actor, but the fact that he's supposed to be a kid portrayed in elementary school, Jacob Tremblay's voice now is way too high, or not way too low for yeah, it. I was like, like too high. <laughs> yeah, it's way too low now. Like if he was in middle school going through puberty completely could understand why his voice was chosen but his voice is way too deep to be in a in elementary in my opinion dude this um, is the tough thing that you deal with with kid actors they yeah. do not have a very long window of being able to pull no. off young because <laughs> like this is like the first um i feel at least for me um actual like um acting I've seen of J- Jacob Chamberlain when it's his like actual voice now. Cause even in the little mermaid, he still had his little kid voice. He hadn't hit puberty yet. And so like his voice is fine. Like don't get me wrong. He's still a really good actor. It's just, it, it kind of took me out a little bit. Like it's like, no, a kid that young, a voice that deep should not be coming out. Yeah. Especially with everyone else's voice voices being really high in that like eight are the the other kids that we we heard yeah <laughs> it it definitely pulled pulled me out of it too yeah um but so when it comes to uh, my ranking uh number three um i'll give to natasia dementrio uh sleep yeah freaking hilarious loved her performance she was fantastic um uh number two even though i just shat on him um, I would get actually wait no number two because I actually really like well okay sorry number two Jake I'll give it to Jacob Tremblay even though I just shat on him um, like even though the voice threw me off he still gave a really good performance um, he made Orion very relatable um, and God yeah especially with that list of fears that he had like I I, I get it man but like damn. Like, like geez kid um yeah maybe you're you're too anxious <laughs> yeah a, a little bit um so yeah number two i'd give it to jacob tremblay uh but number one i gotta give to paul walter hauser played the dark fantastic um he did a really good job even though i didn't love everything about the dark um i feel that they went way too much um into explanation of who he is as a character um the voice performance was fantastic um but i mean it's paul walter hauser he's great in anything he does dude Um, did you get the vibe that maybe this role was written for seth rogan a little bit, yeah, dude. When I first heard it, I actually thought this was Danny McBride. A little bit. Ooh, you're not wrong. He sounded th- a little bit like him. Yeah, I assumed it was freaking Seth Rogen until I saw a clip or whatever, and it showed that he was the voice. I'm like, 
he all he has a very distinct voice in most of the roles that he plays. That's true. And I mean, he I think he definitely deepened his voice for this one. I'm not used to oh yeah, being for sure. Deep. Absolutely deepened it. Yeah. Um, but he also kind of talks with like a I wouldn't even it's not like a lisp. It's just I don't even know how to like there's just a certain way that he talks where he it's like he's not quite opening his mouth all the way. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. So it's just like there's a lot of like I don't even know how to describe what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I don't know what the hell I was trying to say there, but it it's just there's a very distinct way that he talks in other shows and stuff that didn't match this. And it yeah. felt like he was mimicking Seth Rogen a little bit. No, that's fair. Um, sorry, I actually am going to change my number three, if that's cool with you. Yeah, sure. Um, I would actually change it to Colin Hanks. I'm sorry. there, the, Especially the ending with how he finally, like you actually see that he ended up with, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. Sally. Sally. Um, I feel throughout, like, even though, like, you know, you, you get more young Orion, um, I feel like Colin Hanks does a really good job as the adult Orion and actually does decently with uh, bringing emotion to the adult version. And Dude, that ending was so undeserved. <laughs> yeah, I will agree I, with you. There. I was so pissed. Like, I was like, all right, cool. He's wrapping up this story. Like, like, okay, like weird. Like he's bringing in some rando time traveler now. That's funky. And then it's few, it's adult Hypatia. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't earn this. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Um, but yeah, so that would be my top three. What are yours? Uh, okay, my number one, I mean, I'm going to agree with you. I'm giving it to Paul Walter Hauser. And I'm also going to give my number two to Jacob Tremblay, exactly like you. Let's go. Uh, my number three, on the other hand, I'm actually going to be giving to Angela Bassett, who voiced uh, Sweet Ooh, Dreams. That's a great choice. Yeah, she just has a freaking power with her voice she she does she yeah she is amazing she truly is she really needs to do more voice work yeah better writing though she needs better true. writing very true she could have like i don't know I, I think they could have done so much better with this given us more of a guardians vibe like i actually would have preferred a freaking guardian sequel where maybe like the dark is the person who took over pitch black. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they had planned to do a bunch of, um, or at least like another, like two sequels with um, rise of the guardians, but for how much it costs it, I think it's still arguably their most expensive animated film that they ever made. And the little, uh, I mean, it did decently at the box office, but not as much as they wanted to that they uh, canceled sequel plans. Lame. I know, right? Because, yeah, that movie's so good. Freaking love Rise of the Guardians. 
Dude, I I feel like that one that got like freaking canned too quickly because that was a really good movie. The it other was. one I'm remembering being really good was the freaking uh, Guardians of Gahul. Yeah, dude, freaking yeah, two Guardians movies just freaking canned. The yeah. the only successful Guardians movie was Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's it. Yeah. P- apparently, people just don't like Guardians. <laughs> It definitely seems like it. At least in that time, there there was a lot of good movies during that period that were getting canned. I feel. Yeah. But yeah, do freaking um, yeah. Speaking of uh, Guardian, uh, Rise of the Guardians, the Owls of Go, or no, just Guardians, the Owls of Go, whatever, whatever it was called. Um, yeah, I I agree with you that that definitely deserved a sequel. That is one of the most pretty animated films I've ever seen. Um, yeah, that shit is stunning to this like, day. Like that scene where it's like the slow-mo of them flying through the rain. <laughs> one of the greatest animated sequences I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That's that probably where all beautiful. their budget went. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I can understand what. So the budget for Rise of the Guardians was $145 million. Uh Box office Damn. was only $306 million. So it it's barely as, broke um, even. I, just, I feel like you could have made that work, though. Yeah, I mean, because I, I feel that, um, like, I think now would be the time to do something like that, where it it seems to have like a bit of a a following now. Because I've seen a lot of shit about Guardians on TikTok lately. Yeah. Okay. I mean. I don't know. I I hope that I just hope that it wouldn't turn into the oh oh hey everyone's talking about Megamind. Let's uh oh yeah yeah let's <laughs> fair point. Let's not, I don't want to go down that road. Um, but I feel that the author of the books wouldn't do that. He would he they would make sure that uh their characters who is the author because from what I see on Wikipedia, um, oh William so um so William Joyce mentioned in March 2013 that he was still in talks about a sequel with DreamWorks Animation. Um, he said, there's something that we are proposing that we hope they will want to do. Yeah, that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, shocker. But I hope that if DreamWorks did approach him about uh, doing a sequel, and they're just like, oh yeah, let's do an animated, or let's do a sequel movie uh, that will just go on Peacock, and then we'll do a sequel series. He'd be like, no. Please. Yeah. Um, do not no, do thanks. just disjustice to those amazing characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are you sitting with acting? Um, like the acting's good. It's just the, the script isn't that great. <laughs> um, so like acting, I probably like put it like a, like a little above story or maybe a decent amount above story. I'd probably be at like a 70. I'll go with 78. Yeah, I I was leaning more towards like 76. It was, I mean, they were good. They were good performances, but I think the, the script did them no favors whatsoever. True that. And I think that just kind of like went into their performance or how it was like, portrayed because like at times it definitely felt like maybe they were phoning it in a bit yeah and then others where they were giving you like some some real heart but those moments were so few and far between true that 
Like even yeah, Angela Bassett couldn't have even save this if she tried. So yeah, but she was definitely like a shining star of that. So that's why I'm going to give it a, a 76. All right, next up we got character development. I don't even know how to rate this. This was a story that he was making up. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still feel this is kind of one of the stronger categories, at least a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, there's definitely some growth. Not much, though. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, you want to know the shittiest thing? I hmm. thought he was like finally like team dark. Yeah. Like, okay, like finally, like he'd overcome like this particular fear. And then it's just like out of nowhere, they were going into some dark cabin. And then he's like, ooh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, what? You've no, been dude, flying seriously. around with darkness, the entity. You shouldn't be scared of shit at this point. Yeah. I'm like, you uh, freaking conquered darkness, dude. <laughs> yeah. You can do anything. Yeah, but now you don't want to fly into a scary cabin. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, there was one thing that I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm curious if it, what you would think um, when he goes and wakes up his ki his parents at the end and he's oh, yeah, you, you you slept for a day. I didn't want to disturb you guys. I'd be so freaking pissed at my child. I'd be like, I could I could have lost my job in this in this time frame. Yeah. So what's the, what's the plan now? Like, is everything just. <laughs> Back ass words? I, I, I don't know. But they, they glossed over that so, so fast. Like, oh hey, dude, uh, glossed over yeah. that. What about the fact that another rando child from a different freaking city? <laughs> that that's true. It's just, just yeah, like, that, that whole house. interaction was just so weird. Can you take her home? Um, just, uh, oh my god. Oh, maybe we, maybe my parents could adopt you. I'm like, that is your daughter, dude. Like, yeah. I, like, what, what did you think the plan? Like, why did you even bother to go and like wake up your parents? Yeah. And be like, oh, could you take her home? Did you not think, oh, her home is 20 years in the future, you dumb shit? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I. He is an elementary kid. I guess got to give him some excuse. Well, he's freaking stupid. <laughs> uh, and what pisses uh, me off, too, is neither of them were like were smart enough to ha like be able to think of time travel on their own. Yeah, that's true. Like freaking dumb, freaking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I it's just like the the thought process through that was just super dumb. Hmm. But I mean, it's hard to say that he had like, he had certain growth in turn, like, but he still was like quite fearful at the end. Like, it's just like it, the only fear that I feel like he might've overcome was darkness. Everything else was like totally glanced over. So this is why I felt like maybe him dealing with individual fears would have helped him significantly. Yeah. So it's eh. 
It did. It didn't do it for me. Yeah, fair enough. Honestly, same here for the most yeah. part. Any arc that he supposedly went on was just ruined time and time again. Like it felt like he was experiencing growth, and then the cabin, and then he just straight up turns against darkness, and then darkness is like, "All right, peace out." Like here comes the light, and then they go and grab him from Orion's dreams. Like what the shit was that? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was freaking weird. Yeah, it's just like the the only th- way that I would have felt like they could have brought darkness back is like by creating darkness. Yeah, that that would have made much more sense. Um, I don't know, like I know it's a completely different movie, but I, I what I appreciated about Rise of the Guardians is with like the death of Sandman, the the stakes were actually raised. Like it actually felt like you know stuff like that you know truly detrimental stuff could happen in this kind of universe and because that they were able to just get dark back like that like freaking lost any sign of that in this movie yeah so it's like okay so he's like this immortal being that just kind of like you can bring back because he's an idea in your mind like i don't understand that yeah like or even like what they were attempting to do but yeah they freaking glanced like freaking glossed over his orion's other fears and didn't even feel like he was like facing them it's just they just happened to be around because he was in his own mind or whatever it's just meh yeah they didn't they didn't pull this off at all and any development that Orion did have either as an adult or a kid felt very unearned. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. So character development, I'm probably sitting around my my acting or my writing score. Like I'm probably I might go a little bit higher, sitting at like a sixty-eight. It's just eh. Yeah. I think I'm gonna match you. Sixty-eight. All right, next up we got animation. This one was a little bit of a letdown. It was, yeah, I mean, like, I appreciate DreamWorks for trying something different here. This is definitely not, like, what we're used to with DreamWorks. Um, But, uh, yeah, it it was kind of just all right. Like, I liked it. It it worked for the movie. Um, But just, like, I, like, it's understandable why this went to streaming because it is not on the levels of DreamWorks animation because DreamWorks has made some of the most beautiful animated films that I, I, I've seen. I'm going to talk about it again. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Rise of the Guardians. Um, they know how to make some beautifully animated films. Um, but when they, it seems that when they try to deteriorate from what they're used to, they're, what they usually do, uh, when it comes to their animation style, um, it like you kind of feel let down. Um, yeah. When their quality drops, it drops a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is definitely nowhere on the level of their like TV specials. Um, oh no! But like, like the animation for what it is, in, in my it's good. I, I did like the animation; it works for this movie. 
but it is it's definitely not up to the full standards of DreamWorks. But I I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I did not hate the animation. No, I didn't either. Like it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever seen. And I'm not even I'm not trying to compare this to like Puss in Boots by any stretch of the imagination. Like I, I knew going in this wasn't gonna be Puss in Boots. Like I went into this more thinking it was going to be along the lines of like the Peanuts movie. That's yeah, that's a good comparison. Different studio, yeah. but yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry, I had to point that out. I know, asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gosh, I knew I was going to catch shit for that comment too. <laughs> um, but no, like I thought it was going to be along those lines maybe a lower quality version of that and i wasn't completely wrong with that there were a lot of moments that i could tell that there was just something odd about the movement and i think what it was missing was like a motion blur because it felt like very like he was like it was always when he was like flailing and yeah, like I noticed it when he true. was going up against that the the bully, like Richie or something. And anytime he was doing like a lot of movement in one scene, and like like I said, doing like flailing, there wasn't any like motion blur. Yeah. On on it, so it it felt like very like choppy. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Re- really quick, because Bram story. Can we talk about that bully? Um. Because uh, Can you talk about the most useless person to be ever be like, thrown into a movie. Because one, like, I I get you know he was doing bully things, but I I don't know the way that he was quite <laughs> like you know him like I don't know like I, he was a bully, but some of his actions I'm just like you know what maybe it's just me and I'm an asshole, but I would have done the same shit. Yeah. It, they, I have no, I don't feel like anyone's able to properly write bullies. I think what sucks is, I mean, I guess this doesn't suck because bullying is, is, is bullshit. Don't do it. Um, cause it can wreck someone's life. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to see Ooh, why hot I, take Rose, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm just shut up. <laughs> Asshole, um, bullying is bad, kids. <laughs> here we go. Here's an example of bullying right here on the All Bros. <laughs> uh, when I'm bullying you, you'll know. <laughs> um, I mean, if you really want a good example of what bullying can do to somebody, go watch the documentary Bully. That shit will f you up. That shit. That shit is so Dude, no joke. Yeah. Um. But with bullying, it changes with every generation. Like, um, you know, with like the old generation, it, yeah, like literally, it was just you know, like punching, bo- like actually bullying. Well, I get no, like like bullying can be so many different things. But you know, like actually beating someone up, um, freaking knocking shit out of their hands, swirly shit like that. That was the old bullying. And nowadays, it's really not um physical anymore. It's it's really no, it's all me- mental. Yeah, it's mental <laughs> bullying. You can. Like at least back then you could once once you left school, you got that break from bullying. Now I feel so bad for kids going through bullying because 
you don't escape it. Even when you go home, there's all the social media, everything like that. You're still going to get bullied through Facebook, TikTok, um, Twitter, all this shit. You can't escape bullying. And it, it, it freaking sucks. I feel really bad for kids this generation. I mean, it was kind of the same thing with us, but thank God I never got bullied. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy how far bullying's come. And that's what sucks about um, when it's when they try to portray it in film is because the bullying that you're so used to um, with, you know, like the physical beating up, that's the, that's, that's always the bullying that I think of. But if you're thinking about what bullying is nowadays, it's really not that, like you said, it's all mental. Yeah. I think I had a pretty decent leg up when it came to that kind of bullying, like the, like the mental games on social media. Cause I didn't have a Facebook till I was like 14. Hmm. And by the time I got one, I didn't care enough to use it. Yeah, that's true. Caleb did not. Yeah, like I'd use it every once in a while, and anytime I see those memories where I like some of my oh, like first post, nothing makes me want to jump in front of a car faster. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> oh um, my god, do you freaking yeah? Like there was one a couple months ago that because uh, I don't know when you first started Facebook, you never put like uh, I or like so, no, so, you know, it was because it would say it would say your name and then it was like like it it'd be like caleb albers is or was and you could like type whatever after. yeah that's true so like freaking one that popped up a couple months ago <laughs> was just so like dumb. jonathan rose's book just came into the library oh yeah like some <laughs> shit like that i'm like oh my hell oh good lord yeah dude dude i oh. <laughs> This is a freaking. Um, I learned how how to put shapes in a Facebook post. Yeah, and they had different directions. <laughs> have I told you about this? No, I don't think you have. Sorry, there like there's just like one memory that I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? The, okay. Sorry, you, you so, go yeah, for there, it. So there's a post I made after I learned how to add shapes onto a post and it would like i could add like triangles so i put random freight like direction of triangles and then at the end i put oops drop my doritos Jesus. <laughs> <She's Louise. laughs> that popped up as a memory and i me i i didn't touch my phone the rest of the day i was like i i can't with past caleb right now <laughs> Dude, freaking! Uh, I couldn't with past Jonathan when I put uh, I want to marry a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my buddies from um, elementary just like okay question mark. <laughs> and I'm just like I just really love trampolines. <laughs> Gosh, dude, we were so dumb. Oh, man. <laughs> good lord uh but yeah um i relate more to like this type of bullying where it is very direct and almost physical because i was bullied in elementary school hey same and yeah it was like i said it was 
instantly physical. And I, I don't know if I've ever shared this story. Um, there was this kid, this little ginger punk that like constantly like got was getting on my case over everything. And I'm like, dude, I, ha- I, I don't think about you outside of this, this facility. Like, why are you so freaking like bothered by me? Because it was like anything I did, he'd be like, he'd make a comment or, about it or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Like you are so far down on my list of concerns and worries. Like you're not even a freaking spark note. <laughs> and I think that bothered him. <laughs> um, And I remember it was like winter and we were outside for recess or whatever. And my mom had just bought me these gloves with like little zippers in the, the hand. And okay. we, I could put stuff like in them, but it was cool. Cause it kind of went down into the knuckles a little bit. And I was a freaking weird kid. And I was, I went around and freaking was like finding rocks and shit. Cause there was like a little Creek that was, um, by the playground that we would kind of like sneak down and, and go and like play around with like someone dug like there was a hole going down and like down to this little creek so that's where we would all like sneak down like me and my friends and i would just like gather rocks and shit and so i was putting rocks in my in my gloves because i'd find like little cool ones like that because like i said i was a weirdo and so I say that's weird. I thought a lot of kids did that, but I mean, I was weird too. So, you know, I can't yes. say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when I look back on it, I'm like, that was an odd choice, but yeah. So I, I was stuffing, I was stuffing them in my glove and a lot of the rocks were going down into my knuckles. And so the bell rang, we went to go line up and this kid had just freaking someone pissed in his cheerios because he <laughs> started throwing this basketball at my head and i gave him two times <laughs> he threw it once and i was like i turned around i was like i'm going to assume that's an accident it better not happen again he threw it a second time and i was like dude like now that i know that was on purpose you have one one more chance to stop and he threw it again Luckily, it didn't hit me, but I swung and just bop right across his face, dropped him like a sack <laughs> of flour. And then he like he went running in crying like a little bitch. And I was like, I, I started realizing my hand was kind of sore. And I was like, what the? Fu-? And I realized I forgot I had rocks in my glove. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I I messed this kid's face up. And so, yeah, I freaking like like everyone went in. I hung back at like the back of the line and freaking was like emptying out my gloves. I'm like, I don't need freaking assault with a deadly weapon on my (laughs) (laughs) my record. Oh, man. uh, My my mom was called. I explained the situation to her. That kid ended up getting in trouble. I think he got sent off to military school. So I hope your life sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So anyway, uh, tying this back in, I relate to that kind of bullying, and I believe he was overwritten. (laughs) 
Damn, I don't have any stories about actually standing up to bullying. Like literally all I got there was this one girl that like literally would stab me with a lead pencil um all through all throughout second grade. Um or was it first grade? I think it was first grade. Um yeah, like all throughout class she would just stab me with a lead pencil, didn't do anything about it. And then there was this one kid that would always um take my lunch. Um so yeah. But didn't do anything about it. Yeah, I I mean, you know who my family was. I was raised by assholes, so I I was I was raised to deal with it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. Well, I was always taught like you give someone the benefit of the doubt, which is what I did with that kid. And then if you give them one chance to like correct their actions, and if they attempt to do it again, then you can go and jack up their day. What? <laughs> Why do I have a feeling your dad was the kind of person that, like, literally one of the first things that he shows you? Is, see, son, this is this is the kind of math that I want to show you. See, like, he shows you a graph. He's just like, see, there, there's a, there, there, there's fuck around, and then there's find out. <laughs> 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 the more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find more out. Or less see? the uh, the conversation that my my dad and I had <laughs> when I got home because oh, I got shit. suspended because I was I freaking threw a punch yeah. and he was the only like obviously like the dude was freaking like his face was busted because right. like I was also I have two younger brothers I guess who knows how to throw a punch <laughs> fair yeah. And I freaking like, dude, when I say I clocked this kid, I freaking rocked his world. Oh, dude, I believe it. I mean, freaking, um, it was straight up I, Mike, I, I don't know, Mike I, Tyson I know your strength, man. knockout. <laughs> Growing up with you, I know your strength. So. <laughs> um, and then but, like throw in the freaking like brass knuckle equivalent <laughs> of yeah, freaking. I still, I can't, um, I still remember you freaking punching me for always saying sorry. I I, I still have the bruises to prove it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say though, I am sorry that you have to now mark this episode explicit. I don't care. I mark okay. all of them explicit. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Dude, I always sit there like, like I used to like when I, I cared about like whether or not you actually said that. Yeah. Not that I, like I cared. I was just like, I was trying to figure out I'm like, all right, did he say anything? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Weird. And then I am, I won't mark it. And, but now I'm just like, screw it. <laughs> all right, cool. Marked. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, um, Animation. Yeah, animation. <laughs> the the animation was not top tier, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like where where would you end up putting um, this? I'd say oh, I I thought they I, I had a good time with the animation, so I'd probably say I'm at like an eighty four. I am actually a little bit higher than you sitting at an 87. Oh, yeah. Like, there wasn't enough of a problem for me to be like, oh, yeah, this was like super awful. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely knocking off for some of the jankiness, but I mean, the I really like the transitions between like the light and dark. 
when they were like traveling. I, I thought those were cool. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm gonna go a point higher. It it deserves a little higher than that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go an eighty five. All right. Next up, we got music. I don't remember anything special about this. Um, I don't either. Were there any even pop song? Any pop songs on the, in this movie? There was a couple. They're more. They weren't like really pop songs. It was more. It felt more like indie music. Yeah, okay, that, that's fair. Which I didn't hate, but I mean, no, it was just, just it, meh. It, yeah, didn't really stand. Nothing really stood out. Yeah, and I think with some when doing something like that where it's a little bit more indie, you're gonna run into that issue. That's true. Yeah. Honestly, I probably like six out of ten if I'm yeah, being was, real generous here. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I find it funny that even though we can have different scores now when it comes to music and costumes, mostly we're still on the same page. Yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> <laughs> because we've just accidentally trained ourselves to do it. That's true. All right, next up we got character design. The, I feel this is one of the high points of the movie just because uh, the way that dark looked, light, all the other entities. Um, I freaking loved Insomnia. Yeah. Isn't Insomnia... Wait, no, that's Anxiety. But I, I, swear, I swear Insomnia is also another one of the emotions, isn't it, for Inside Out 2? Or wait, no, that's no, not an emotion. For Inside Duh. Out 2? That's, yeah. yeah, that's Anxiety. Yeah, sorry. Um Okay, yeah, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, insomnia is the like the. Um, I don't know. Do you did you ever watch Big Mouth on Netflix? I watched the first season and then I stopped. Okay, it, so insomnia's design looks a lot like the anxiety mosquito. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, like did you? You said you watched the first or. I mean, dude, like this. Oh, is, wait, uh, not not Big Mouth. So they did the the spinoff series that they did uh, Human Resources. I did not watch that. Oh, OK. So there's a so there's there's a character called the Anxiety Mos Mosquito. Let me. Let me see if that's actually. Yeah, it's the she's Tito, the Anxiety Mosquito. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so her design looks a lot like insomnia's okay obviously like colorization and everything's different but like the super long nose and everything like that's all on par with with that but the um strange noises like being a robot was fun um Sleep, basically being a Muppet. Yeah. Freaking love that shit. That was good. Yeah. Then quiet being a mouse, dude. I forget. I love quiet. That was perfect. Yeah. And then sweet dreams, just being like that cosmic looking entity was, was really good. Yeah. Um, I liked that they had like darkness and light or dark and light looked pretty similar, almost like they could have been like brothers. I did like that too. It, it made complete sense. Yeah. Um, 
and obviously they had like their different looks where um light was a little bit more like beach dude it seemed like he had like a long beard sunglasses and all that like just that plucky attitude yeah (laughs) and then dark like looked like he was in like a dark trench coat or like would you say it's like trench coat more robe because he had some like major death vibes yeah i could feel you could go either way but maybe more so leaning towards trench coat yeah but i mean he looked cool too um i didn't I didn't care for the human characters, like how they looked. I I liked the humans. Um, I didn't really have a problem with them. Mm. I thought it was decent. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I mean, the issues that I did have, they don't affect me too much. But I think this is maybe an eight out of ten. Damn, I thought you were gonna be a seven, and I was gonna be nice at an eight, but never mind. <laughs> damn it i could be talked down to a seven not nah, dude i got nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right last up we got our own personal score you want to take this one first i would love to um so overall not a great dreamworks movie but a not a bad one either uh, i would say um the story is kind of it kind of felt like all over the place it didn't have a certain um structure uh which that's what i wanted um definitely reminded me a lot of rise of the guardians but made me realize why rise of the guardians is the better movie <laughs> out mm-hmm. of the two um but for what it is um i still had a decent time um uh the dark the light and all the other entities are enjoyable their designs especially look fantastic um so like I can like Caleb pointed out, I can understand why I went to streaming. Uh, I can understand why it wasn't released in theaters, but it is definitely not DreamWorks' worst. Um, I, I what I can't even think of DreamWorks' worst right now. Um, Honestly, I think this might be up there. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, a lot of people they would say, "Oh yeah, Shrek three and four are the worst," but. Uh, I mean, I don't know. For me, Shrek Four is actually my favorite Shrek. Um, third one I can understand, um, but anyway. But yeah, you got a point there. It is kind of it is kind of in that category. Um, so personal score, uh, I think I'll be at a. S- <sighs> oh, damn it! This is hard. I think I'll be at a 79. Yeah, I'm going to go 79. Yeah, unfortunately, this might be one. Like just comparing it to like other DreamWorks properties, um, at least ones that I've seen, because there's a lot of dreamworks movies i haven't seen and it's 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 their older stuff so like i've never seen ants um you know everyone talks so high of that movie um 
like it's become like such a like oh people like are discovering how good it is it's good but i hate people that say oh it's better than bugs life i'm like no no it is not dude that is complete horseshit yeah but if anything bugs life is the uh pixar movie that more people need to talk about because in my opinion pixar or a bugs life is underloved it deserves more love I would I would almost put this on the same level as maybe monsters versus aliens. Ooh, yeah, okay. Even though I yeah. do I do think monsters versus aliens might be a bit better than this one. That's and fair. that's just because they're I feel like the humor is better. Fair enough. Yeah, fair um, enough. Um this might also I would say maybe on the same level as Turbo. Yeah, I would definitely give you that. Yeah, um, like that's that's around where I would I would set it. It, I mean, it's a good movie. Unfortunately, it wasn't. I had a hard time getting through it. I tried watching it this morning, um, and wasn't able to like make it through it. Like dude, I, I damn near almost fell only... asleep. Oh, dude, I did fall asleep a couple times. <laughs> glad I'm not the only. Yeah, I had to rewind this multiple times. Um, so I hope 79 isn't being too nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't even able to keep my daughter's attention. Dude, that's saying a lot because there are a lot of pretty colors in this movie. <laughs> I know. It's dude, she just wasn't having it. She, I mean, she, I don't blame like, her. She watched the, the beginning, but as it started like dragging on, it she just like started like she was dozing off too. And I'm like, that's pretty bad. Damn. And she wanted to go off and do something else. Like she wanted to go like play Mario on the switch and or whatever. And I was like, I feel like a kid like this movie's boring. <laughs> hey, even though I submitted my scores, can you change those? Or no? Or is that locked in? No, you can change them. Like, I'm okay. not. No, because like, honestly. You're already locked like, in your score. <laughs> but I forgot the fact that I freaking fell asleep and I had to rewind this multiple times. Yeah, I mean, that's not distracting me too much. Like, I'm not Fair like, enough. I'm not. I'm not downing the movie too much because like, I understand true. it in when all said and done. The tar- I'm not the target audience for this movie. Good point. And so me falling asleep during a kid's movie is not going to be an uncommon occurrence if the kid's movie sucks. Yeah. And okay, this yeah, one, okay. I mean, it, saying it sucks is a bit harsh, but it's not one that I feel I'm ever going to really watch again. Same. So honestly, I think I'm sitting at like a 73 for my personal Damn, score. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And was I too nice to this? Because <laughs> like now that I'm thinking of it, like honestly, like really my score would be like a 76. Well, should have thought about that before well, you submitted your scores. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, whatever. All right, I'll be nice to this movie for the both of us. All righty. So going through these scores real quick, our story ended up averaging out to a 70. The writing is sitting at a 67.5, which is actually the lowest category. Uh, Acting got a decent bump sitting at a 77. 
Character development is took a bit of a dive, sitting at a 68. The animation ended up sitting at a an 86. The music is sitting at a six out of ten. The costumes are in or the character design is an eight out of ten. And our personal score ended up averaging out to a 76. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Yeah, I feel better about it now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Orion and the Dark is a C. All right. I like that. I like that too. Is it lower? Is it like a solid C or like kind of on the lower side? Uh, that is a great question. Let's find out. All right. It's a, pr- it's a sturdy C. Okay. Yeah. It ended or so our cutoff for, a, a C plus is a 76%. This ended up getting a 75.56%. All right. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, so that puts it. Let's go below. So this is sitting below my spy. All right, fair. It is bel- and then jumping into the C plus range. It's below Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. I'm trying to decide which one I like more because I fell asleep in both of them. Uh, it is below Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yes, I'm I'm going to disagree with that one. Really? Yeah, I liked this way better than that. Uh, I like Pause of Fury a little bit better. <laughs> uh, it is below Cocaine Bear. I don't know what to say to that. I really should try to watch that movie again. Uh, let's see. It's below the hitman's wife's bodyguard. All right. And it is below disenchanted. Okay. I, I can get that one. All right. Go in the opposite direction. This is sitting above. Oh, this is going to be controversial. This is above the Adams family. I can understand that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Like, as I enjoy those movies, but like when it comes to like actually being like decently, like those movies are not great. They're really not. And yeah, I will admit that this movie is better than that. All right. Uh, this is above Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think I put Ant-Man and the Wasp above it. That That's a sequel that gets way too much hate. I mean, it didn't get any love from us, but yeah, that's true. I don't know. After we rewatching it a couple times, like yeah, I think honest, I think that might be one of those ones that got uh, the mass rating treatment. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need to revisit that one. That might be one that's maybe worth re-exploring. I'm cool with that because <laughs> I freaking love the second Ant Man. Yeah. All right, uh, it is above Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Bullshit. 
that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you, I've already said why I, I love the force awakens and the rise of Skywalker. I'm not going to go into detail. Well, you can um, jump in a Creek. All right. in the dark is better. <laughs> all right. I'll agree with it. Caleb has to be an asshole about it. All right. It's above venom. Yeah, that's fair. That might be one that I like, like, eh about, but that's because I think my personal score is higher for Venom. That's how I feel about Rise of Skywalker, but you know. Well. <laughs> uh, all right. And then it is above uh, Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I disagree with that. Yeah, I I I love Power Rangers. Power Rangers was was good. Like, I want to see like how. Why the hell did we rank that so low? Uh, Excuse me. I feel like this is one that might have gotten the. The guest treatment, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, the store, so I mean, the story was okay. The writing took a bit of a dive, which I can, if memory serves, like I'm, I can, I can stand by that. The acting was de- was. I think that one might be a bit low. Okay. Character development, pretty average, which is fine. Effects were average. Uh, music was a 7 out of 10. Costumes were a 6 out of 10, which... Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, we gotta revisit this shit. <sighs> that... Uh... Yeah. This shit's the personal score... territory with, with our um, recreating. <laughs> making it my mission yeah it seems like we came across a a, a few of those <laughs> yeah so okay add that to the list of I guess re-reviews coming soon Ant-Man and the Wasp and Power Rangers <laughs> or Spawn's Power Rangers no, but I guess that's the proper term to call it yeah Um. but yeah so that's what or one two three four okay yeah that's five so that's where it's sitting. Okay. Definitely agree with most, but disagree with some. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. <sighs> Just kidding. <laughs> Can we add that to the list of ones we revisit too? Just Rise kidding. of Skywalker? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> where it needs to be. <laughs> uh, did we ever do The Force Awakens? I don't know if we ever did. Okay. Because that's A tier. That's A tier. Um, I think we start. I, I'm not sure if we. When was Force was Force Awakens and Thor Ragnarok around the same time? No, Force. Oh no, Force Awakens came out in 2015. Oh, yeah. So that was well pre podcast. Yeah, that, I, I just <laughs> thought that like maybe like in preparation for the Rise of Skywalker, we did the Force Awakens, but we did not. Nope. But anyway, yeah. well, with that, 
Uh, pretty sure that wraps up this week's episode. So if you like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Um, we're also on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all at the all bros. Uh, you can also email us if you prefer to get in contact with, with us that way. The all bros channel at gmail.com uh, where you can find or in the kitchen, our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, next week. I don't know what we decided to do yet. So that is a to be discussed. Yes. Yeah. February has kind of been a crazy month. So there's, there's going to be some crazy shit going on. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys might be just as surprised as we are by what we do next week. <laughs> so uh, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. See ya.